All right, greetings and welcome back to another episode and the first episode of Mountain Matters Bonus Cast in 2024. Hopefully we'll be coming out with more of these this year where we can dive into getting to know community stakeholders, getting to know more about uh, community organizations and community issues that we all face in the Big Bear Valley and surrounding San Bernardino Mountains. So we're going to kick it off with our newest leader in the Big Bear Valley, Mr. Mike Eagleson. He is the newest CSD Board of Directors member. He was appointed by his peers after the untimely passing of John Green, who served uh, responsibly and well for many years on the CSD and was a beloved community member up here. But so that we all know who our leaders are, we're going to give a quick interview to Mike, get, get to know him a little bit better, and um, hopefully you guys can follow along with the CSD's goings-ons goings on this, this year. Right. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Ryan. All right. Awesome. So, Mike, I know, uh, full disclosure, you and I have known each other. You're, our wives work together. We do a podcast on the side. But so that the residents of the Big Bear Valley can get to know you a little bit better, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to be in Big Bear, what some of your history is that will make you the man for the job on the CSD board. Okay. Well, all right. So hopefully we have a couple hours. Um, <laughs> so to begin with, um, I moved up here or actually bought bought property in 2013 in, in Big Bear Moonridge in the CSD area of Moonridge and uh, moved up full time in 2016. That being said, I've been coming up to Big Bear Lake, Big Bear Valley since 1977. Um, when I started dating my wife, her parents have a cabin in Red Ant Hill and used to go there many times a year to enjoy the four seasons of Southern California, one and only place I think we have that ability to say um a little bit about me besides that uh i had a career in the fire service uh due to a uh, on-the-job injury i got retired out at an early age and uh from there i went on to uh get my education in law and became the executive director of the uh, san Bernardino county sheriff employees association they go by the acronym seba Worked there for almost 20 years as the executive director and then decided to go out on my own because one of the things I enjoy doing is resolving disputes. And so I have a mediation arbitration practice um, where it takes me, used to take me all over the United States uh, in person. Now, after the pandemic, it's 90% of my cases outside the state are over Zoom, so I don't have to leave Big Bear for that. And so that's why I'm here. And I think the other part of the question was, why did I get involved? Uh, the next question was um, going to be, why did you throw your hat in the ring to join the board of the CSD? So why did I, so the, um, this was the second time I threw my hat in to be, uh, try to be appointed to uh, the board of uh, CSD. Uh, the first time was about 18 months before where I was the runner up and director Bob Rowe um, was the victor on that day. And the reason why I started then was um, I've been a public servant all my life. I, I was in uh, city government. I've been in county government. I've worked uh, representing employees in state government. I'm just a public servant. And so in my uh, a career now where I just work for myself and have a schedule that I can control, um, I wanted to just give back to the community that I live in. And uh, this opportunity showed up and I went for it. And like I said, first time I was running up, second time I was successful. And so I'm on the board. 
What was the catalyst to uh, have you move up here full time? Um, so my wife and I have been married 40 years and Congratulations. we have, thank you. Condolences, we, Leanne. Yes. <laughs> and I have, um, three grown adult male sons and, um, they, uh, had all moved out and we were empty nesters living in Rancho Cucamonga and we had bought a place up here as a second home and found ourselves spending about 80% of the time in our small second home rather than our large home in Rancho Cucamonga, especially in the summertime when Rancho can get into the triple digits, and we all know how nice the weather is up here uh, in the summertime. And so after a while, I thought, why am I paying for a pool guy, a gardener, a housekeeper, yada, 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 when I wasn't even staying there? And so we decided to make the um, move to up to Big Bear with uh, ideas of possibly having a second home on the East Coast, um, but that fizzled with COVID and all that. And so now there's no need for a East Coast residence because of Zoom. What, were, you, were you raised in California? Born and bred. Covina, California. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So tell us a little bit about the upcoming year in CSD. What, what do you see some of the challenges uh, that are coming up in the district or some of the opportunities, or are there new projects that residents should be looking forward to? Anything that we want to highlight? Well, um, as, as project-specific, the only thing I can think about right now is something that uh, the Solid Waste Committee is um, working on with uh, the uh, – we've had uh, – with the community, I should say, getting ready to take it to the full board, and that is – uh, what to do with um, trash issues that are caused by visitors coming up here? Okay, visitors such as like rental, like Airbnb owners. So there's a, there's a lot, the lot of ways. There's so we can talk about short term rentals. We can talk about uh, second people with second homes that don't understand the rules and don't understand they can have trash cans in the CSD area. And we can talk about the day trippers. They all bring a unique um, issue to the collection of trash. And so um, when I didn't get appointed the first time, I started going to all the meetings. And the thing I noticed the most was um, that uh, this wasn't going away. COVID had left, but the issue was still there. And so we've we've heard a lot from some of the short-term rental owners which they want to say it's not just a short-term rental issue, which, okay, I'll give you that. But they're definitely part of the issue um, about the fact that when they get their license to have a short-term rental and when they put it out for rent, they have to pay the county a certain amount of money to the what's called the transient occupancy tax. I call it TOT. Uh, from where I come from, we call it TOT. And, and they were were under the belief that the money wasn't coming back to the community. And so it was, it was something where, hey, look, we're paying all this money. There's an issue here. The county has money to fix it, and they're not fixing it. Um, well, what happened about three months ago, Supervisor Don Rowe offered to collaborate with the CSD and uh, try to get uh, a handle on what the issues are. We... It started, her offer is, there's a term up here called a clean bear site that Big Bear Lake has, and they have two of them. And so that's, that's a term that everybody understands what it is. It's something you can look at and understand and touch and feel. And so she said that she'd be willing to 
try to help fund it for a couple of years of clean bear site. Um, we have been looking into all kinds of matters on it. Um, clean bear site is one of them. A pop up site's another. Uh, they have those in Arrowhead. They yeah, actually work really right. well. So I actually had had a text while I was at the dais one time from, uh, I think, a lady with the same last name as yours explaining that to me <laughs> while I was in a committee meeting. And so um, it's a common last I, name. I, was, I wasn't aware of Arrowhead doing it, but we were t- actually talking about it, and I was able to use that information uh, in my meeting. So, And there's some other things, uh, looking at changing some routes, because there's certain areas that are hit harder by – um, part-time residents and others in, in the CSD uh, area of responsibility. And right now it makes sense to maybe change the day the trash gets picked up. And that could help part of it. So there's a, there's a myriad of things we're trying to do to resolve the matter. So we're hoping to bring a resolution to that in the next couple months. Um, right now uh, their uh, staff's going to be talking with uh, the supervisor to see exactly what the offer was because the offer was kind of vague, but I mean, it was still an offer. So yeah. Are there any uh, construction projects coming up or anything like that? I know when I was covering it, they would sometimes announce closures of streets. There was like a water project last year. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't noticed anything coming up on, on that at all right now. It's actually, there won't be any construction projects during the snow because I well, stops. Sure. Uh, I think October 15th, it has to stop. Okay. Um, and then issue, another issue-specific question, when I was uh, covering the CSD as editor of the Grizzly, I know that one of the things that was raised, especially by community members that frequent the meeting, like Patrice Duncan, you know, Sugarloaf Property, Property Owners Association and a mutual acquaintance, was the need for a little bit more of an increased presence for community outreach and engagement and just communicating with the residents when it comes to certain things like trash pickups or when days that there's snow and they aren't picking up trash or has there been any efforts or is there ongoing talks to increase efforts to either get a mailing list, a more robust mailing list or increase social media so that there's a better way for residents to get the messaging that, you know, on the decisions you guys are making? Um, I would short answer is yes, but I'll give an explanation. So um, right now we're in the process of trying to get better with our social media and putting stuff out. Um, We understand it's a work in progress, but it's definitely we're we're taking steps forward and we're going to continue to um, move on that. I mean, Patrice had a very good point about it wasn't just CSD. A lot of agencies didn't really give enough notice of uh, Snowmageddon and what could happen. And so, I mean, things like that need to be um, put out to the public. And we do have a Facebook page and it would get the email list is getting bigger and bigger to, to try to um, um, notify the residents, but we can always look at doing more to communicate because it's all about getting the information out. And can residents go to the website to be able to submit their email address? Is there like an opt-in so that they know they're getting communications via email? Um, right now, I believe it's just through the, the bill. Okay. Yeah. And the water bill, actually. Okay. So, like, I'm not a water – I don't get my water from them, so I, I would have to call in. And so um, there could be on the webpage – there's a lot of things happening. I'm not on that, that uh, committee Sure. For that, but uh, I do know they're trying to work on it because, like I said earlier, the most important—not the most important thing, but a very important thing—is to make sure we're communicating with our constituents because we need to understand where they're coming from and help them in every aspect of our area responsibility that we possibly can. And just for uh, listeners' benefit, CSD is in charge of trash, water. Okay, is okay so, so it's solid solid waste, which is trash. Okay. Sewer, which is sewer. 
Got it. Water, which is water. And then there is a lighting part that uh, actually is just a pass-through to be paid. We don't really deal with it. And we have fire, which brings me to um, my next part. CSD is still re- uh, responsible for fire in the CSD area. So um, as the Big Bear City Council is responsible for fire in the Big Bear Lake area, um, we are for the CSD area. And so that's how the Big Bear Fire Authority came to be in 2012. And, uh, and so it's a joint powers agreement, which we actually have one fire department, but two um, funding mechanisms, two governing boards that come and sit as one governing board. And so... Um, and every member of each body is on that, right? Yeah, all 10 of us. And and so we had some um, some interesting stuff happen in my first three months on the, on the Fire Authority Board, which I'm very proud of my colleagues being able to resolve and be able to move forward into 2024, um, looking out of the windshield, not out of the rearview mirror. And one was... Um, getting um, a new MOU, Memorandum of Understanding, with the labor group uh, that was coming to expire on New Year's Eve. And we came in a couple weeks early with a deal. With a, It was ratified a couple weeks early. The other was there was talk about going out to a request for proposal, commonly referred to as RFP, regarding what level fire services Big Bear Valley should have. And a lot of myself and my colleagues thought, you know, we just got through this rough patch. We just um, uh, decided to uh, give this MOU, you know, ratification. It would be sending a mixed message to the workforce to say, and we're going to go look for somebody else, potentially. Right. And so um, the people have been on the board a lot longer than I had said that uh, they believed that uh, we were moving in the right direction and there was really no need at this point to even entertain an RFP. As one of my colleagues said, we could always bring it back if we had to. Um, Not saying that's coming back, but that's always a possibility. And Larry uh, Walsh, your colleague on the board of directors, is actually now the chair of the fire authority, correct? Yes. Is that something that switches off between the city and CSD each year? Yeah, each year. So what happens is... um, one year, the city will be uh, will have the ability to elect one of their folks to the president. President, okay. And then CSD would elect. Well, the whole group elects, but they could nominate someone for president sure. from there. And then, CSD, but it needs to switch organizations. Yeah. So one year it's CSD, and next year it's it's uh, the city. Now there's a vice president. So if the city's in charge of the is the president, then the CSD's vice president. But this year. CSD has Larry Walsh, a very capable uh, director to uh, direct us into 2024 with the fire district. And uh, Mayor Pro Tem uh, Kendi Segovia is the vice president, which um, I feel very confident and comfortable with those two folks at the helm. And was there any kind of reorganization on the CSD board as well? Does that is that something that happens, you know, in terms of chair and vice chair every year, or is that a two year thing? No, we do a vote every year, but we both um, both parties uh, were reelected. So 
So John Russo, Russo remains chair. And Roe remains vice chair. And Roe, okay. Got mm-hmm. it. And Bob, Bob Roe, right? Yeah, remains Bob Roe. vice chair. Okay. So now for the million-dollar question, it is an election year, as we all know. I know Russo and Walsh are up in their regular election cycles. Um, I'm, do you know if they're planning to rerun? I, not to put you on the spot, I can just ask them. Uh, but. I haven't asked them, but all indications would tell me they would. I, I haven't heard anyone say, hey, um, I'm done. Right. I'm well, especially he, since he just became president of the fire authority, you would think he would. Yeah. <clears throat> and Russo became the president again for a second year in a row. Of the CSD. Yeah, so, yeah. It, so it's logical that they would they would run. But, I, I mean, it's a better question to ask them. And because of your appointment, you are technically up in the fairness of, you know, giving everyone a chance to vote you in instead of have you in on an appointment for two and a half years. So you will be running this year? Yeah, my uh, if if I want to stay on the board, I have to run in the twenty twenty four election for the two year spot, right? Um, and, and then so, you'd be back in your regular election cycle for that seat, absolutely. So, so are you planning on twenty twenty four election? So you know, I enjoy what I do. November's a long ways out. You gave that whole public servant speech. Remember? Yeah, so. I know <laughs> it is, and that, that's a good way to zing me. Good job. Um, there's no indication saying I won't. Um, I just can't say emphatically I will. I mean, I'd hope the people would vote me in, you know, uh, an appointment's not as secure as someone who got elected. Sure. And which so, is why they do the two year. Yeah, I, mean, they're, cause they're, I don't even know if I have a constituency, <laughs> you know? Um, so who knows? Um, we'll see who, who comes out and, uh, challenges me. Sounds good. Okay, so is there uh, we're going to end this with some rapid fire questions that are really just kind of a fun getting getting to know you practice. But is there anything you want to add or that people should know about either you or the CSD in general before we hit some rapid fire questions? I'm just um, really um, I feel fortunate that I'm serving on the CSD with my four colleagues. Uh, I've learned a lot from them, and I'm looking forward to a great 2024 under our leadership and moving forward to do great things for the constituents. Okay, we're going to hit you with some questions. The idea is to just answer them right off the top of your head. Don't think about them because then we'll all know you're lying to us. Um, and I have no problem saying that I plagiarized like half of these from Brene Brown and her podcast. So, Mr. Eagleson, first question. What is something that people often get wrong about you? They think I'm a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a film you really love. My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> What's your favorite meal? In and out. What's on your nightstand right now? Okay, well, a book. What book? Um, eh, March to the Majority. Okay. <laughs> written by Newt Gingrich. And there's a reason for that. Let's hear it. So uh, I was, uh, when I was getting my uh, first master's degree, I was looking for an elective and I was able to get Newt Gingrich to be my college professor via Georgia. Long story short, at the end, uh, he, he, I, would, I would talk to him every Friday because he wanted my, my cluster of students to um, give information what he was looking to teach. And so I uh, invited him out to Ranch Cucamonga to Firehouse. He came, had dinner with us, and kind of kind of been uh, not friends, but we kind of you know became friendly. And then the book's all about the contract with America because when he was out there, he told us it was January ninety. Three or ninety four, whenever the contract they put the, they brought the contract out in, in March, 
he told us it was happening in January, and he said, by this time next year, I'll be Speaker of the House. And we all loved him, but we thought he was crazy because we thought that was 40 seats wasn't going to happen. So I wanted to read it and see what it was all about. Is it good? It's good. It's funny. He, he you know, he kind of he kind of self-destructed shortly after yeah. getting this all done. And he did say his biggest political blunder was doing the impeachment of Clinton. Interesting. He said his daughters told him that nobody cares what goes on in the Oval Office. They care about their 401k. And uh, he never recovered because Larry Flint went after him. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Two more. Three more. And for those future guests that are listening, the, the questions do change, so you can't study ahead of time. If you could be one animal, what would it be and why? <laughs> oh, gosh. A lion. King of the jungle. jungle. <laughs> Name one subject you would like to learn more about. I would like to learn a foreign language, and I think the language that makes most sense would be Spanish. See. Si. All right, last one. Finish this phrase. The weight of my heart is... Through my wife. <laughs> awesome. I'd like to thank Mike Eagleson for being our first guest of 2024 on the Mountain Matters bonus cast. Thank you for listening, and we'll check you all later. 